Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans, this is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheaf. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Ain't no sunshine when she's gone, and she's Thank always you. gone too long. Anytime she goes away. I like this song. I do too. Wonder well, this time where she's gone. If she's gone to stay. Sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away The great Bill Withers Yes, indeed I know, 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 I <laughs> Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. I don't know why I took it down like that, Big Daddy, because it's exciting commentary we've got coming up in this segment. But yeah. Bill Withers just does it. For oh yeah, me. yeah. Use yeah. me is my favorite song of all time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that guy. Awesome song. Great voice. So it is time for the next segment, and this segment is all about. Sunshine. Yes, it is. No sunshine. Well, is it, there's sunshine and no sunshine. There's sunshine for everyone that went to the World Masters and competed. God bless them. Right. No sunshine for Big Daddy because he couldn't make it. That's right. That's right. This segment is about the World Masters Championship in Inverness, Scotland. And for those of you who are not 40 and over and couldn't have gone there, tough then shit. Tough, right? Yeah, uh, suck it. It's our podcast. We'll talk about it if we want. Pretty much. If you don't like it, lump <laughs> it. Take it down the road and dump it. Suck it. That's And you can say that's fucked. Fucked. That's fucked. You're fucked. Um, so here's the thing, Big Daddy. Yeah. Um, so as, uh, as everybody who knows this knows and the Facebook and all that, but for Fork Talk listeners who haven't heard... Big Daddy wasn't with me once again, mm. both Pleasanton and Scotland. Oh. It's super, super sad. Um, oh. So we, um, but oh. we tried to soldier on anyway. And we yeah, had, and they got drunk every fucking night and ate the best food they fucking wanted to and didn't give a shit. I, I drank like a teenager. I did. I was. It was awesome. So you guys need to have your liver functions done before you, you know, carry on anymore. Exactly. I, I wouldn't even take a Tylenol if I were you. Right I'm now. telling you what, it was good. We had, but we had little Big Daddy with us. True. We had the LBD True, with yep. us. He he saw more of the world than I did. He so far, saw yeah. a lot of the world, and you were in photo bombs, and you were there in spirit, and um, yes. and I'm sorry that you have to share it. Via the re, the the interviews and recordings that I've got for you, but you know that's what? The way it's going to be. It made me feel good that people thought of me and that you guys were kind enough to you know put my head on a stick. <laughs> and <laughs> been and, wanting to do that for years, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and also, you know, the old uh, the, the the little big daddy, which uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we got a contract from Mattel, so 
If you want a little big daddy, <laughs> you go ahead and dial 1-800-999-5252. <laughs> wow, I wonder what that number actually goes to. I don't know, to. but it's probably a porn <laughs> line or something like that. Hello? No, it's an 800 number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the big daddy. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. So, so Fork Talk, those who are uh, in Scotland uh, probably heard me say this, but I'll, I'll tell it for those uh, listeners who haven't. So, this trip to Scotland was important to me. Obviously, anywhere you, you go where you do your sport... Um, and you get to do it in the in a, like a hollowed ground kind of thing is important, right? If you're right. a golfer and you and you golf St Andrews at the home of golf, yep. that's pretty cool. Big deal. If you love to play baseball and you're on Fenway and you're throwing off the mound, that's pretty cool, right? Congratulations. If you yep. if you love football and you get to play some touch football in Lambeau Field, Lambeau Field, yep. then bingo, right? Yep. So there we are you're in home. Scotland throwing in the home, and it was special for me too because. As you know, Big Daddy, in, when we lived in England, we went up to vacation in Scotland. And during that, we, part of the, the trip was to go to a Highland Games. Mm-hmm. I just thought that would be fun. I'd heard about it, but didn't really know much about it. Right. So we go to Inverness mm-hmm. to see these Highland Games in 2006. Right. And it just happens to be the World Masters Championships in Inverness in 2006. Mm. That's what I saw. Was it run really well? Um, I wouldn't have known at that point. It seemed okay, but it was at their normal Inverness Highland Games time frame. Okay. And so it was a normal you know, Highland yeah, Games July. with all kinds of things going on. Candy's with me. Slim Jim's with me. And that's the first time I saw Highland Games. And it's the first time I'm sitting there, just happened to be watching the Masters, and I'm like, that looks like a good excuse to go throw heavy shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what sparked my interest, right. which then later, uh, almost two years later, when we were back in the U.S. and in Washington, that I looked up Highland Games and found out that, God forbid, there's like, you know, a dozen of them starting in May yeah. and going till October right. just in our area. Right here. Right. Yeah. So that's how it all. So for me, it was full circle. I was a spectator in 2006 and I was a, a competitor in uh, 2014. Yeah, that's amazing. And so that so was cool. If yeah. it hadn't been for the Masters World Championship, you would never have met Big Daddy. That's true. Good that's point. how important it yeah, is. That's a very big, that's a really good point. There. Holy cow. You can stay on a microphone for another minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, a story that Brett used to tell me about, we, we always we always talk about how we got into the Highland Games, and I remember the story you told me about being there, and I think you were in a pub or a restaurant, and some lady asked if you were a competitor, or somebody asked if you were a competitor. Right. Because you were so large. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gave you a spark, I think, too. You know, I was like, well, yeah, I, you know, if I, I fit in with these guys, maybe I right. should start throwing, right. too. Yeah. If I looked apart, maybe I should. Maybe I should act If I'm apart. a big fat crap, I should throw something. Pretty much. All right. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. So here's the deal. And For, now you're on the field competing. I know. Yeah. And I love it. That's badass. So here's here's how we're going to do this segment. So I, like Pleasanton, did a bunch of uh, field interviews. Yes. And um, definitely want you to hear those because I've interviewed Alistair Gunn. Yep. The. That was a. Alistair Gunn. That was an amazing interview, by the way. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, of course, some of Walter our friends Cronkite and Walter Cronkite himself came out of the grave <laughs> and said, I wish that I had the same kind of interview that Brett Lather had. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. you can't. It doesn't happen very much. Can't ask for more than that. Can't right. ask for more than that. So we're going to play a few of these interviews. I'm going to chop them up like I did Pleasanton, so that you can hear them and get a feel for it. Because there's a lot of fun commentary going on while we were there. Yeah. And then we're going to come back out of that, do a few comments, and then we're going to talk about the great Caber debacle of 2014. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. 
I got a few words to say. So let's hop out to those interviews and then we will be right back. Bada bing, bada boom. Check, check, one, two, check, check, one, two. Okay. Fork Talk Nation. Tis I, Haas. Where am I? I am strolling a field. Where might that field be? That field would be in Inverness, Scotland. And I am on said field of the Throwing Highland Games for the World Masters Championships in Inverness. And once again, as was in Pleasanton, I am Sans Big Daddy. I am without my heterosexual life partner. I am without the national treasure. I am without he who gives light and life to the world. Yes, the Big Daddy is not here. He is here in spirit, both in cardboard and uh, small figurine um, stead. And all the athletes have been very much missing him and uh, also thankful that he's not here. Why? Because he would have kicked their butts. Um, I am going to do some interviews this afternoon. This should be fun. I am standing outside of the Bouncy Castle. I am in the beer garden. I have had a pint. I have finished my throwing this morning. Um, I am on my day two. It is Saturday of the World Masters Championships. I had both heavy, light hammer, and caber the, uh, this morning. You will hear lots of uh, athletes talking about the cabers. Uh, they're a bit challenging in that they are wet. They are really hacked up in the way that they were built, and they were breaking like twigs. And it's a challenge to score accurately and everything that goes with it. On the far side of the field, uh, from where we are throwing, there is a pretty big shinty match going on that is a finals uh, for their um, league championship. There's actually television cameras and all that going on. And I am surrounded by some Pacific Northwest people. I am surrounded by um, throwers from all over the world, Switzerland, Australia, Germany, um, Japan, um, the United Kingdom, uh, Scotland, um, and, of course, the United States, a big contingent from the U.S. So I'm going to be going around getting interviews and uh, having them uh, give me a little bit about what the World Masters was for them and, uh, and of course, have them comment on, uh, on this and that, including a big announcement. It was announced that the next year's World Masters will be in St. Louis, Missouri. And at that uh, event... Uh, the AD is going to be none other than, or co-AD, or however they end up doing it, Merle Lawless. Merle Lawless of the amazing uh, bag maker, Merle Lawless, one who loves sheep. And the first question to Merle was, so are we throwing or what? And he said, of course. Does, a, does Big Daddy shit in the woods? Of course he does, because we're throwing sheep next year at the World Masters. So I am going to kick this off with some known entities here, and then we're going from there. We out. Okay, Fork Talk, I'm back. I'm in the beer garden. I am here with one of the dead, the one, the only Mike Adams. Mike, what up? You know, living the dream. Living the dream. Here you are, first time ever to throw in Scotland. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. You finished your morning. I did. Day two. Yeah. How are you sitting? Uh, in the middle of the pack, I think. Okay. Yeah. 
And has it been everything you hoped it could be? And more. Yes? It's, it, phenomenal. Here in Scotland, first time throwing in the World's Masters, it's, you know, breathtaking. And would you have um, thrown better or worse had Big Natty not been here? Uh, probably better. Better if he was here? If he was here. Because he would probably give you shit about something? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Didn't know anything about it at all. Speaking of, Spe speaking of not knowing anything at all, here we are on Fork Talk in the beer garden, and I'm with one of our important sponsors, Max Sattler. Hello, Fork Talk Nation. I saw that you were a sponsor of the WAB, by the way. Yes, absolutely. I have discovered that the best surface for the WAB to land on, that is, the weight, is a mattress. Not a, not a rubber mat, as you'd think. A mattress. Yes. A mattress from none other than Sleep Country. <laughs> a Sleep Country mattress is the best thing for your weight to land on. Yes, because you would never take a mattress ranch mattress and put it... Clearly not. It's on too fine of an item. Too fine of an item. It's what I sleep on and snuggle into, not what I throw on top of. Absolutely. So Sleep Country, perhaps Mattress Depot. Now, it's possible that Big Daddy could be said to have, he's kind of like when he makes love a heavyweight for distance hitting a mattress. I was thinking more like a rampaging elephant. That's why he destroys them? I mean, he's on bed, what, number 32 for me or something like that? It's 32 or 38. I, 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 my memory doesn't hold up. So. Right. And, and so how is your first trip to Scotland and throwing in Scotland been? My first trip to Scotland has been fantastic. Throwing in Scotland has been pretty good. Yep. I have to concede that, uh, that Haas Lathrop yes. is going to beat me in this, this event. Yes. But I'm okay with that because Haas is a good guy. However, I'm doing very well by my numbers. I have not set a PR yet, but I've been pretty doggone close. I'm knocking on the door, so I'm having a good time. Well, it's um, so that's it's a big man of you to say that you uh, lost. You're the better man. And I appreciate that because that was a good uh, fought battle. Although the, the sellers are going away one and one, even. This is true. Because there was golf matches involved with Yvonne, and Yvonne and I played two courses, both Nairn and Brora. And she kicked my ass three and one in day one, and then we split, having I imploded having her dormy two holes to go on the 16th, and she came back to tie, therefore winning the overall title. Well, as long as a saddler beats you in something, I'm happy. Right. So you're going away. You're going away even. Hi. Who are you? And what's your name? Who I am and my name is both Tim Toma from Savage, Minnesota. Way to go, Tim. And um, you, uh, do you know Jay Big Daddy O'Neill? I have the, had the pleasure of competing with Jay Big Daddy O'Neill. Yeah? And did you feel better or worse with him being not being here? I have to admit, I think I did a little bit better throwing without him here. Because I had better guys pushing me now. <laughs> who, else, who else is here? Introduce yourself. That's uh, Lou Ioni from Buffalo, New York. One of the Buffalo Heavies. Yes. yes. Yes? Very good to throw with you. Yes. We finished our second day of throwing. Yes, we have. You've, you're on the kind of top of our um, chart. Midland uh, up, something around there. Yeah, very good. And yourself? Adam Guash Melendez from Falls Church, Virginia. Do you know that Adam takes longer in the trig box than any human being I've ever thrown with? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying you take your time. 
tell me what was going through your head when the damn Swiss were yelling and chanting and you could not get yourself focused for the hammer. I I didn't know what the hell they were doing. So I was, well, they're drunk. I was annoyed, and the other hand, trying not to laugh, because throwing the hammer and laughing, it doesn't really work too well. Right, right. It pulls on the wrong muscles. <laughs> and what about you, Lou? Oh, it's my, my first time competing in the Masters and my first time throwing in Scotland. Sweet. And has it been everything? What was it, what's the highlight been so far? Other than throwing with me, of course. Well, well beyond that, it's, it's a far, far cry below. But, um, yeah, I think just throwing with the guys. You know, it's having a great time in a fantastic place. And, and uh, Haggis. The Haggis is awesome. Haggis! Haggis rocks. The whiskey's been good. The beer's been good. Yeah, but compared to Haggis, you know, I can get whiskey anywhere, but Haggis, Okay, Fork Talk Nation, I'm back. I have uh, got out to the field, I'm out of the beer tent, and I am at the Bramer Stone area, and the women of the 45 to 49 class, and look who I ran into, it's Candy Sprinkles. Howdy-ho, folks! <laughs> How is your throwing going, Stephanie? It's going all right. I'm happy with my, the Bramer that I've done so far. And how has been um, throwing in Scotland for the first time? Glorious. Yeah? Amazing. What's been your highlight so far of your Scotland trip? All the fun people I've been meeting. Other than being with me, of course. Well, well, of course. That's number one, being with Haas. Number two, all the cool people we're meeting and getting to hang out with. Very good. Up next. Number three, curry. Curry, which we're going to have again tonight. Oh. Um, up in the trig box next is Victoria Wechter. Yep, let's go, Victoria! Victoria is finding a handle for the stone, and it's a, it's a, it's a weird stone. It's kind of square, like it's, it almost looks like a cobble that came out of the street. But it's got a flat side, and you can, you can get your hand on it. She's set up. She's put in good, good reverse. Part. Good reverse. Yes. Tell us who yes. you are. Haas. This is Julie Peterson. Of Milwaukee. Is that too late? No, that was good. Excellent. Hey, come in, come introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Michelle Crownhart out of Phoenix, Arizona. Well, welcome to Fork Talk. Oh, sweet. sweet. <laughs> first, first of all, um, how much do you miss Big Daddy, or has his absence actually helped you throw better? His absence, I, I don't know. I miss him with all my heart, and I'm sure if he were here, I would be throwing three feet more on everything, except the hammers, which still suck. Okay. Okay. Understood. And is this your first time throwing in Scotland? Yes, sir. And what about yours? It's my first time in Scotland also. And how awesome has it been? It has been the awesomest. Yes? <laughs> yes. Um, it has been incredible. A big gift. What's your, what's your favorite part of it so far? Being interviewed and on Fork Talk. Yeah. Yes. Good, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> hey, Big Daddy, we miss you. <laughs> At least I got a picture. <laughs> That's right. You were, you were in one of his photo Fo bombs. Photo bombs. Yes. And are you guys both done with Bramer here? Uh, she's doing Bramer. I'm done. I'm waiting. Oh, I'm all doing uh, wait for distance, so I'm okay. in between. Okay. And um, and so, did you hear? By the way, let's talk about what's most important. Did you hear about where next year's World Masters is going to be? St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. Which means, uh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that means one of the greatest sporting events ever conceived on God's green earth is going to be going to be competed. Will yes. the sheaf be there? Sheaf. Forks. Because Lawless is one of the AD guys. 
Isn't that yeah, awesome? That's fantastic. Yep. So, so Julie, tell us what it was like to turn a caber to a 12. <sighs> well, first of all, turning a caber for me is very exciting because it happens rarely. But to turn it twice and a 12 at the end was pretty much the, the schnitzizzle. Yes, it was. I don't know. Can I cuss? Oh, yeah. It this was is a po- shit. This is a, this is a podcast. You can okay. say anything you want. Okay. Have yeah. You, it was the absolute shit. You've heard Jay. He goes off on rants. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But he's Jay, so. Yeah. Very good. All right, Fork Talk, we're back. I'm over on the hammer cage. I'm with the 50 to 54 class. And with me is some people you know and some people you don't. First up, Ray Maybe, AD Newport. Welcome. Hey, hey, Fork Talk fans. Is this your first time throwing in Scotland? Yes, this is my first time throwing in Scotland. Being in Scotland, it's fabulous. It's been awesome. Fabulous. You've been over here for, I don't know, a month and a half. <laughs> so, are you, nearly, are, nearly. You, are you applying for a visa so you can just be a permanent resident now? Or? No, I thought I'd be an illegal alien over here for once. I, good idea. <laughs> I would... Um, I would hagger a guess that you and your uh, heterosexual life partner, Kevin, uh, have possibly drank more than your body weight in whiskey while here. We have had concerns about running out of whiskey, but we, we, we pretty much take care of that every day. Good job. So, um, yes, we've gone through more scotch than I've gone through in several months and in what, a matter of days. And what was your favorite of all of them? Um, gosh, was that too it wasn't. To it wasn't a bottle that we had. It was a tasting at Lagavulin. Yes. And I had a forty-eight-year-old Scotch out of the barrel. Forty-eight years, nearly as old as you. Nearly as old as I. Probably the oldest Scotch I'll ever taste. Yes. And we'll never be able to afford. Right, because we're talking. If you actually wanted a, a, a glass of this, it would cost thousands and thousands. Thousands, of probably five figures, and probably bought for collections, not for drinking. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's phenomenal. And uh, and and it aid it, and we were talking about this the other day that the you know certain alcohols can age to a certain point and then they actually just don't get any better, right? They they peak essentially. But this basically didn't. We, well, what happens is the angels take more than their share. <laughs> the percentage of alcohol drops below forty, and you can't call it scotch. Okay. So then they've got to marry it with a younger scotch and blend it again. Gotcha. But okay. it's not a blend of the scotch, but they just marry it with another one. Okay. But they don't do that because if it's under, if it's right at 40, it's worth lots of money. Right. So if it goes over 40, lower than the 40% alcohol, somebody gets fired. Okay. Right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And of course, it's big business, this. So it's like a science. They're on it. They don't mess around. It's huge. Yeah. Visited uh, Highland Park. They have their own malting floor. Wow. They put the mal- barley out there and they dry it on the floor and turn it wow. by hand. Wow. Yeah, Very it's cool. phenomenal. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, good times. And then I've got some legends like Alistair and Mark McDonald to throw with, so that yeah. is just a joy. That's awesome. And yeah, must yeah. Be, what's it like to throw with Alistair Gunn? <laughs> uh, daunting, um, humbling. Um, yeah, uh, it's just amazing. He's just a technician, is he not? Oh, yeah, yeah, he gets up there, and he's not a really big guy. No. But they call him the giant killer, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's doing it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's, he's scoring well in the class. He's doing the well. Class. Now, he doesn't think he is. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But, yeah. but he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Hopefully, he'll hopefully he'll talk to me here in a second. He's uh-huh. going to go for a walk. 
Oh yeah, they'll talk to you. <laughs> you got some time, Alistair? Alistair, can I interview you for our show? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. All right, I know, he's, he's very modest, but I'm standing here with Ray and the great Alistair Gunn. Hello. The man, the myth, the legend. Hello. We, uh, Jay Big Daddy is my partner in crime on this show. He can't be here. We talk about you all the time because you're the man. And uh, how's the games going for you so far? It's going quite good, yeah. Yeah? I've had uh, no bad events so far, but it's uh, lovely and warm, so throwing all right. Well, thanks for having us in your hometown, home, not hometown, but home area. Yeah, well, I live a couple hours away, so. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Very good. And uh, what's it like throwing in the master's class these days? It's uh, fun. I yeah? Do, I do this for fun now. It's not, not uh, too competitive anymore. That's good. <laughs> so you can give these guys grief and vice versa? <laughs> Yeah. Does anybody give you, what kind of thrower knows you well enough to give you shit on the field? To give you grief? Oh, I don't know, I suppose maybe Bruce Aitken or someone like that. Okay. Some, someone, someone. Somebody who's competed with you before? Yeah, yeah. And knows you well? Yeah. Right. Well, I'll have a bit of carry on anyway. It doesn't, uh, doesn't really bother us much because I mean, I've been 30 years at this, you know. It's, uh, it's all fun. How many how many competitions in your uh, career have you would you guess you've you've done? Well, I was thinking about it last week. I was sort of counting maybe, I think maybe about nine hundred. Nine hundred. Yeah, I would think. Wow. You know, thirty years, thirty, average thirty a year for thirty years maybe. Wow, that's amazing. Round about that. Have you had many injuries? No, I've had a, a few. I mean, I've I've hurt my back and stuff, but uh, nothing too bad. I mean. I, I did it my back in 2006, and that sort of finished me when I was 43. So I can still throw. It doesn't. Uh, it just took my distances down a bit. Okay. Never, never incapacitate me or anything. You know? Did you do anything specific, like uh, you know, exercise regiment-wise, that you account that, or just good luck, or good just, genetics? I think or what? it's just a lot of, a lot of throwing. You know, quite okay. fit. You know, you're just not overweight, not muscle-bound. Yeah. Don't do too much. Well, just left in the, All I did was left in the winter, and I did throw in then from May onwards. I didn't lift any weights. Oh, really? Summer, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And and I gotta admit, um, I, I I had heard that you weren't a huge man, but you're actually smaller than I would have expected. <laughs> so you truly were the giant killer. Well, that's, how how small is small? Well, you're a giant in my eyes. Yeah, but I'm still quite heavy. I'm two thirty. Five foot ten. In your in your in your peak, um, how heavy did you get? Two thirty, two thirty eight, two forty. Okay. Yep. You know, just still about the same weight, really. Yep. You know? Very good. I was six feet five, though. <laughs> <laughs> the gravity's caught up with you, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and so lightweight is coming up, light hammer. Light hammer, yeah. Yeah. So just gonna put and my boots back on by looks of it and and how uh, warm up. How um, what's your PR in this? <laughs> Back in the day? Back in the day, 150 feet maybe. Oh my gosh. Well, I've done I've done 150 feet about three or four times. Wow. Um, and, and one final question. So um, we are in desperate love on this program as well as in the States with Sheaf. Yeah. Tell me what you think about Sheaf. Sheaf, Sheaf used to be my favorite event when I was young, about, oh about 20. Really? Yeah, but there's only one or two games in Scotland I did it. So. Right. Do you, do you consider it worthy of being a traditional event? 
Yeah, it is. I would yeah. assume. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good event. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're saying this. Yeah. Because Brebner told us that it wasn't worth anything. Well, poor Francis couldn't ever th throw the sheaf, so that's probably why he did that. <laughs> that's right. He used to he used to cry a bit. Oh, can you show me how to do the sheaf? Can you show me? Because I lose a lot of points. Okay, Francis. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we've been we've been worried because the the ghost of Donald Denny has been coming out on occasion when sheaf comes out, and uh, because he didn't think it was that great, even though he he said he would have been the best at it. <laughs> we think he's lying, probably. Probably, yeah. It could have <laughs> been good. I mean, <laughs> might have been. Yeah, might have been. Two two prong fetch, pitchforks are best, though, I think. What? Uh, what? Two prong, not you, three prong. You two two tine, not three. Yeah. Now, why do you think that? Because that's what we use over here. <laughs> have you ever thrown with a three tine, though? Yeah, yeah. It's it's um, yeah. easier to put a two prong in your hand. A three prong, you've got to put it through your finger. That's true. Yeah. You know, so the two prong is easier. Wow, interesting. Yeah. yeah, Ray, you would agree with that, being the only two-tiner around. Yeah. All right, well, Alistair, thanks for talking okay. with me on Ford Talk. Appreciate it. Thanks. Throw, throw a little warm-up. Yep. Oh, my God, Ford Talk. Was Alistair gone? He's the man. And I just talked to him. Uh, we out. I need to change my shorts. All right. Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> Okay, I am still on the hammer field, still with this fantastic class. You're not a part of this class. No, I'm just hanging out. You're just hanging out. Well, inter yeah, I do too. So, um, oh, and I'm supporting my buddy Tom. Inter introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Chad Ullum from Topeka, Kansas. And you are a fantastic Fork Talk super freak. Absolutely. We a love huge you fan, for it. Huge fan. Love the show. Good. And how has been, is it, have you ever thrown in Scotland before? Yes, I have. You have? In 2005. And how's it been for you? You know, not bad. I mean, any a bad day here is a great day, you know. True. I mean, and the weather's been fantastic. I've been really happy. Throws are okay. Nothing to write home about, but. All right. Well, it was good to meet you in person finally. Yeah, absolutely. And also here with us, introduce yourself. Brent Abbott, Phoenix, Arizona. Brent, good to see you. I hear you are a hell of a thrower. I haven't gotten to see you throw yet. <laughs> I'm a hell of a something. I don't know. If it's no, 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 no. You're one of those guys that looks like he's an accountant. <laughs> the clerk. The clerk, yeah. And throws like a, a bass. Just hell. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's he nice also, to see. He also helps us stretch properly. Does he? <laughs> yes. yes. Let me. Should I go get the stretching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Brett, Brett would like a stretch. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're in this class? Yep. I'm and, in this class. and how's it going for you? It's good. Uh, yesterday I beat... Alistair Gunn and Mark McDonald in lightweight, so that's a good day. Oh my God! <laughs> I know. I walked over to him and I was like, "Dear diary, dear, dear diary, today I did yeah. something I never thought I would do." But I'm getting back to getting my ass handed to me in the hammer, so it's good. Excellent. Well, um, let's talk most importantly, uh, Sheaf. Do you love it? Oh, first of all, Alistair just told me he loved Sheaf as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that is awesome. You know, Alistair came up with the flick. They used to push it before. See, there you go. Did you not know that? Chief is. I did uh, not. How do you not know that? I Alistair, didn't know that. Alistair invented the. Or I don't know, say invented. He introduced the flick. I'm just going to use it against Brebner when I see him and tell right? him that he's a complete horse's ass <laughs> and it's a proper game. Do you like Chief? Right? Chief is uh, my and my wife's favorite event. It's our best event, and we both jointly won the Utah National Chief Championship today, uh, last this year in, in June. So we were excited. About oh, that. that's cool. I had a world record in it for two weeks until Chief Flynn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I had it for a little while. 
That's so I'm that, definitely a Chief fan. Well, and that's got to be a record of the whole husband and wife. Yeah, I don't know else has done that. That's amazing. And we're excited that the Masters is going to be in uh, St. Louis next year because they got the Chief in there. Yeah, baby. I was asking yeah. a bunch of people about that, right? So Lawless is our man. Yeah. He couldn't possibly allow it to go to St. Louis without uh, it, a Chief being involved. Of course not. Yeah, Lawless will definitely bring the have the sheep there for sure and, and you know what we should do i'm gonna have fork talk on the field doing live rem- oh, that's that gonna be awesome, be awesome. Be did you hear our shout out uh, when we were in norway when yeah. uh, al's uh, uh um, chad was competing and stuff and i was commentating i gave a shout out to the fork talk guys that's on right. their live feed and yes. on there and stuff like yeah. that so thank you yeah, we, that you is know, awesome a, i don't know if you heard about the place we were at one of the first day we got there we threw it at, at, at a lovely little village called alsvag Alsvag, Jade's big pronunciation. A L S V A G. Yeah, big daddy would have had fun with that. Oh, we had a field day. Well, my my training partner's name Al Myers, and so we didn't know that's how it was spelled until we were leaving, and then it was on. It was on an old road bus ride. Uh, how many times you've been to Alsvag? Yeah. I can't count the number. How warm it is there, there, you know. It's just the friendly, yeah. friendliest place. It was tough getting the bus. It was, in. It was tough getting in. It was very tight. It was tight. <laughs> it was. The, the roads. It's very small. Places well, we go. talked dirty to it. It loosened up, and we uh, made the bus. And everybody welcomed us yeah. you know, once we were there. Very friendly. We had a band welcoming us there. Absolutely. How often does that happen when you enter Come off Yeah, It's true. Yeah, enter Al's Vags to, to, to a band plan. I mean, it was, <laughs> what could be better? could be better. It's awesome. Oh, my gosh. What uh, what type of fork do you use when you throw? I have converted to a three-time. Of course you have. Yeah, this year. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, after the Arnold. I won one at the Arnold. Yes. And, uh, and, I'm, a con- and I'm a convert. It was the... Oh, I should know the name. Um, what, the name of your fork? Yeah, the name, the guy that made it. Uh, I think it was the guy out of New York. Uh, oh. Highlands Way. Highland Way? Right? Highland Advantage. Yes. Yeah, it was, it's a great fork. Well, never mind. It's a terrible fork. I don't want anybody else using it. What's <laughs> like that. What's its name? Uh, I haven't named it yet. Uh, how can you do uh, that? You have to have a relationship with it. I will. Well, I haven't slept with it yet, so we're warming up to that. i got to buy a dinner first, you know, and Where talk dirty to it for a while. But Okay. And um, what's your PR on that? 33. Nice. With the 16. 30 club. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very good. How do you feel about East Coast people, it, like A's, throwing the 16-pound instead of the 20? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure that's a NASGA board thing. I, I just... <laughs> you know, well, I mean, uh, rankings, because they don't differentiate. Yeah. Right? So... What Whatever. about, what about you? I wouldn't want to throw it after the A's have gotten yeah. done with the 12, the 16, but if they got standards high enough, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. What the hell? Right there. Right here. I'm here. It's calling out the the judges calling out their names to make sure they're here to compete. Hi. And um, what uh, what type of fork do you use, Brent? I use a Jim Dieter's fork. He's out of uh, St. Louis. And, yeah. Uh, so it's a two tiner, but I'm helping uh, people to convince me to maybe try a three tiner. So I'm gonna try one and see how it works and stuff. But uh, mine's called Stormbringer. Nice. My PR is uh, 34. Very nice. Very nice. Like more than respectable. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you guys are about to start. Thanks for talking Good to me. Talking to you, Brett. Thanks Finally for being on Fort yeah. Talk. Great Good to meet you, you both. I'm sorry, Big Daddy couldn't be here. Big Daddy, and uh, you're probably throwing better now that he's not here. Actually, <laughs> that would be my guess. We out. All right, Fort Talk. This is Brett Lathrop. I am at the pub, the pub, the Castle Tavern in uh, um, the hillside next to the castle in Inverness. And I'm walking in, there's a bunch of throwers here. It's the end of the Inverness Highland Games, and I'm going to interview some people. Specifically, Alexandra Duncan Murray. All right, here I am. 
It is a Murray uh, salad. Yeah, no, no, that was Dan no Dan Murray. Murray. No Murray. Uh, it's just Duncan. Yeah, yeah, the Murray is silent. Right. I am here, Castle Tavern, with Alexandra Duncan. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Welcome oh to Fork Talk. Happy to be here. First of all, Fork Talk Nation, Alexandra is a redhead. Okay. We love redheads. Um, as I told you before when we met, uh -huh. Big Daddy and I have been thinking about you for a long time. That scares me. It should. <laughs> it should. Because we kept seeing your name on everything. We're like, what is this woman involved with? Because you pretty much are on every Highland Games mm -hmm. as who to talk to uh -huh. on the Eastern Seaboard. Okay. Yes? Yes. And, and here you are. I thought you were maybe some kind of mythical being. No. <laughs> but you're not. She's no. a dread pirate Robert. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She that is. So tell, first of all, I don't think you've ever listened to Fork Talk, have you? No, I have not. Okay. And what, um, do you know what the show's about? Fork Talk? Like Sheaf Works? Sheaf. That's right. We love Sheaf. With an F, not a P, right? Of course. Okay, just <laughs> Right. Well, wait a minute. Some of our listeners like sheep, Velcro gloves, totally different story. <laughs> That's Lou over there. It's been a long, lonely week, Brett. Long, lonely week. So, um, so what's your deal in the Highland Games? What do you do? Um, I work for Dave McKenzie in the Mid-Atlantic Scottish Athletics Association. And I do all of his administrative stuff. I um, put together the, well, we, Adam actually set up our message board and our registration set, but I take care of making sure we have athletes on the field, touches on the field, and all that. Very good. So, so she's the one that's used computer literate. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a high skill in Scotland, Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, and... And you were this weekend at the at the Masters World Championships doing what? Judging? Yes. I was working with two other judges all weekend long. And was it a good week? It was fabulous. Yes? Yes. And um, are you excited for next year? Yes, very much so. I'm looking forward to working with Merrill. He's lovely. I met him for the first time ever today. No. no. We met him for the first time at the Arnold. Well, I met him for the first time at the Arnold this year. He's hysterical. I told him I'm going to buy some sheep so I can get used to his particular bag because next year we're throwing sheep. <laughs> will you judge sheep? I will. Will you? If, if I'm asked, yes. No, 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 no. I think we start a petition now. You are sheep judge. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. Very good. Tell me which of your games that you do is your favorite. Um, I've got to say Virginia Scottish Games because I'm the vice president of those. Okay. And what time of year are those? Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Yes. Okay. And do any of these jokers at the table throw in those? Um, Adam and Rich, too. Stephanie judges with us. And Luke comes down occasionally, but he doesn't get to VSU. Okay. Very good. And is there any kind of great wisdom you can imply to the... Um, Fork Talk Listening Nation around what it's like to be really the AD. Both people are listening. All the people that you work for that are ADs, are they really do actually anything? 
like all the people that work for me, yeah, they actually do a lot. They make my life a lot easier. No, no, no. Are you the actual athletic director? I refuse to answer that. I'm pleading the fifth. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. This is exactly my point. I work for David McKenzie is all I can say. Aha. Uh -huh. Right. So you're the brains behind the operation is what you're saying? No, I'm the looks behind the operation. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for being on Fork Talk. Now that I know you're real, I'll tell Big Daddy you're real. Well, thank you. Yes. And I apologize for sounding like a 1-900 voice, but I'm sick. I know. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, do I have to pay something for this? We'll discuss it later. Yes. <laughs> Very good. To, so to, to move on this 900 number thing. <laughs> I need your credit card first, please. <laughs> Excellent answer. Just, just because it'll give Big Daddy a good thrill, I want you to say, I want you to say, Big Daddy, can I have your credit card number? Big Daddy. <laughs> Come on. Come on, I need your best, sultry, you've had a cold. She's got a great, she's got her great husky voice on. She's had, she's had a cold. Alexandra sounds like love. All right, you ready? Okay, go. Jay, honey, I'm gonna need your credit card number, please. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> I need to go change my shorts. We're out. <laughs>
Audrey was earmuffs hammering it home. Yes. I mean, boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah. Boom. The way that ball went in a circle right. multiple times <laughs> and then the release. Right. Now, you know what, though? I got to tell you something. Yeah. You got to remember something about Alistair Gunn. Okay. He's 51 years old. I know. Okay. He started throwing when he was six. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking muscle memory right I'm there. I'm telling you what. There's a lot of muscle memory right uh, there. The other shouts I got to give is, um, first of all, Chad Olam mm-hmm. is our kind of guy. Super fan. Oh, my gosh. He's a super fan, but I loved meeting him, and he is amazing. I watched him oh, turn cabers. Good thrower. Holy cow. He was. He and Michael Dickens were basically in a shootout on the caber mm-hmm. at the end, and it was insane. Chad Olam compact yeah. not a huge guy nope, but, but super strong super strong super great strong. stone lifter kind yep. of guy and man alive big core i mean just a solid core dude you know huge and not to mention the thing about chad allen too he's just a down earth really good dude I mean, just, he's a nice guy i'm telling you what that chat that yeah. uh, the abbott and and olam interview mm-hmm. was really fun for me they're both wonderful guys that whole crew just our kind mm-hmm. of people could spend all day hanging oh yeah with them. But brent albert brent abbott is really a good guy he's got a really good reputation throughout the games too and chad Chased down Merle Lawless for me, and mm-hmm. I hooked up with Merle to say, "What up? I'm excited about St. Louis because we're throwing Chief in no, the St. Reference, Louis. The reference to St. Louis is the next Masters World Championships. Next Masters World Championships yep. going to be in St. Louis, Missouri, 2015, and it is in the backyard of Merle. He will be involved in some way, kind of an AD like thing." Any backyard games? No, it'll be a full-on, but oh, okay. we will be having Sheaf. Full Talk will be on the field. Yeah. We will be doing a podcast live from the Sheaf we standards. We will be there. Yes, we, we will. We don't have a choice. Um, what else? Um, I, of course, met, as you heard, the great Alexandra Duncan. Duncan. Don't say it. No, no M. There's no Murray anymore. No, no. Nope. Alexandra Duncan. She slammed the door on that one. And that was so funny because she I ran into her on the field. I'm like, wait a minute, you're are you the Alexandra Duncan? Mm? No more the mm. Yep. Yep. But it was fantastic to meet her. That interview, of course, was late in the day in the in the beer garden. Best or, place to get an interview as far as I'm concerned. At the pub. It was at, at the, the Castle Tavern pub. Even better. Yep. And uh, it was great to meet her. So shouts to her. Shouts to uh, all of my class. Big Daddy, you know, you had a great class that you would have been throwing with. My class, I absolutely adored. I didn't know any of them when we got into this, right? Um, We had a guy named Rich McLean from uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, he's a good dude. I met him in 2012. Cool. Um, Lou Ione from uh, New York, Mm -hmm. part of the Buffalo Heavies crew. Great guy. Um, Bernd Wolf. They called him the Wolf Man. He came after me. I kept having to get him to get to, you know, when we're shagging weights and stuff. Yeah. He, he never knew where he was in the order, and uh, I was always shagging weights for him. And about, you know, halfway through the first morning, I'm, I just started ripping on him like you do in the Masters. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Wolf Man, what the hell? You're giving Germany a bad name. Will you get the damn weight and take it up there? And he's like, yeah, okay. Get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fantastic. How about I, getting your little girly arms and picking up the weight? I love him. Um, uh, we had also, let's see, um, Holger Lutz from Germany. Holger was a great guy. Uh, Gerald Witzman from Virginia. Jay Holloway, great guy from Michigan. Uh, Witzman hangs out with Dickens. 
Does he? Yeah, they're good buddies. In fact, you met him before. Cool. You met him in uh, South Carolina. Daryl Campbell from Illinois. Good dude. Um, Adam uh, um, Gersh. Let me look at it. Yeah, Adam Adam Gersh Melendez. He's from Virginia. He took second in the class. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Craig Reed from Australia. He took he took uh, third overall. Oh. First in our in our particular flight. Craig Reed. Great guy. He was the first Australian ever to compete in the Masters Worlds. Huh. Yeah, which was cool. Imagine that. And a guy named Franz Ritter from Switzerland. He's a good dude. And Franz was cool. Franz, what was really cool about Franz is Franz's friends from from. Um, Where's he from again? Oh, yeah. Switzerland. Hans and Franz? Yeah. Franz from Switzerland brings basically 20 to 30 friends Yeah, on like a a tour bus. And so we were thrown in the mornings and at like 9 a.m. on the Caber Field or wherever we were, there's no one else. It's empty. There's, this was not a normal games. There's not a Highland Games going on with this. So it's just us throwing. So there's literally like five drunks from the night before that just f- passed out in the grass. <laughs> and then a few people who happen to be on their morning walk and wander by and go, oh, there's a Highland Games. Maybe I'll come by. Right? So th- every morning and most of the morning, we've got this entire crew of Swiss singing songs mm-hmm. and yelling. And every time Franz comes up, they're like, Franz, 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 woo, woo. It was fun. Yeah, well, they, were, they were really fun. You just screamed from two of you, Paige. You're way to the fucking rules. And then David Coldhart from uh, Scotland was there. So my flight was awesome. Shouts to them. Loved it, loved it, loved it. We, yeah, it was a great throwing experience. Lots of world records sent. That's true, Candy. There was world. Well, most of them, though, because you know the men all, relatively speaking, threw in in the range that they were. Mm-hmm. And Big Daddy, you and I talked about the fact that you know a bunch of the men were kind of off a little bit, a few feet here yeah. and there, right? And but everybody was off. But the ladies had huge world records. We saw our uh, flatmate Julie Peterson. Yeah. First of all, shouts to Julie Peterson and her and, husband Matt and oh, yeah. her husband Matt. Lovely people. They're from Wisconsin. They're awesome people. Yes, they are. And shouts to them. First of all, uh, you're a great judge of character. I am. Because one, Just ask me. you're my friend. True. Second, it you vouched for Matt. You said, good dude. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you he what. Ma- he vouched for Julie, too. Of course. They're oh, yeah. both. But but we didn't know each other. Right. We met each other briefly in Edom Claw to say, okay, we're going to be flatmates, right? Didn't really get to spend any time. Yeah. Then we spend basically four days together being flatmates. We got an apartment in Inverness. Um, we had uh, our other two flatmates. Melanie Melinger, who competed in the 40 to 44, and her uh, friend Stacy. They were friend awesome Friend Stacy, they were well. awesome as well. Wonderful, Melanie, wonderful flatmates. Melanie's from Kansas. She's friends with Chad Olam, so she's part of that Kansas. She's part of that crew. Yep. And she plays third in her class. Yeah, she did really well. Melanie was great. Stacy was great. Stacy, uh, Southern girl as well. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. And then it's Julie. Julie placed. Second. Julie second placed second. In our class. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And she had a world record in. Heavyweight for distance. Heavyweight for distance. It so. was sublime. Yep. You, what I, is it with sublime today? Why are you using because, sublime? It's because Haas played that freaking song when we were trying to decide what songs to use for the intro and now it's stuck in my head now that that's going to rank up there with epic with me now sorry epic and sublime but I'll think of another <laughs> adjective but matt is going to be a master's class thrower next year good because he is going to be in that obviously he is a former strong man like a like a world strong man kind of guy oh yeah 
And uh, that's how you kind of know him, right? Yeah, he took fourth in the uh, World Loglift Championships just a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a very large man. Yep. It was... About 6'5 uh, and about 360. He, he made Haas look... Basically, small. when we walk into the pub and I was first and by myself, people at the bar would say, oh my God, look at you. Uh, let's take a picture. Great. Yeah. And then Matt would walk in and they'd go, uh, let's take another picture, please. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Um, he's got a big, giant beard. and uh, But he, funny as hell. Nice dude. Loved him, loved yeah. him, loved him. Salt of the earth guy. Don't worry. I'm not divorcing you, Big Daddy. Oh, I'm just know. saying he's a hell of a fun guy. He lives too far away for you. That's right. He's that in Wisconsin. Funny little story about those two. This is, is a uh, great story. Is Are you going to tell the actual story? You want me to tell the story? Well, I don't know. if Would uh, they like no. that? Don't tell the story. You were basic. Let's not get into too much detail. I saw them naked in a park. No, no. no Let, do you want me to tell the story? You were no. you were a bit oh, okay. of matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. match. Find me a fine, catch me a catch. Anyway, lovely people. I love them. They can stay with us anytime they want to. And, yep. I, yep. and I can never, ever wait to see them again. They are the shiznit of the nizzle, nizzle shits. shits. All of our apartment, our flatmates were the shiznit of was, the nizzle shit. It, it was good. And, and there we yeah, go. world records again. Here we go. I have to say, okay. Can we just Simona. can we just give her the fucking microphone okay. so she can do the world yeah, record? Yeah, do the world record. Let's go, Steph. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, not Mo- only Julie set a world record, but yes. Mona Malik, who yep. we know. Yes, mm-hmm. Mona. Um, from New Mexico, yep. she also set two world records in the hammers. Yes, very what were nice. they? Do you remember where they were? No, I didn't write it. Well, down. there you go. See, now how do we even know it's a real record? It's true. It was certified by whom? By Kevin. Rogers. Dave Garman. No, <laughs> no, by Kevin Rogers. Kevin, Kevin tongue, certified Hoss. him. Kevin, Kevin Rogers is on my shit list anyway. Wait a minute. So speaking of Kevin Rogers, he's on my Garment. shit list. Do you know why? Why? Why would he be on your shit I'll list? I'll tell you exactly why. Okay, no, let's, let's because he actually has fondness for you. By the way, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's on my shit list, and let me tell you why. Mm. Because when you went to the Masters Worlds without me the last time. Yes. You scored more swag than anybody could ever have in their life. In Calgary, yes. When you and I went. Yes, to South Carolina. There was dick. No swag. swag. Yep. I got a fucking t-shirt and a koozie from two years prior. Right. Okay. That's right. All right. That's right. And a medal for just showing up. And then this year. You guys got fucking shit. It was like Christmas Day. We got. You got pullovers. We got got whiskey. Um, You got whiskey. You got a belt buckle. I'm surprised you guys didn't get a championship belt buckle. I did. Right. You guys got everything. The only thing you didn't get is a hat. No, there wasn't a hat. Yeah. That wasn't an option. Anyway. Not that you've seen. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> let, let's let's talk about this is what That's true. This is what a lot of the Fork Talk Nation wants to hear about. What Kevin what, what wait a minute, what Kevin Rogers have to say about me? He said you're a lovely gentleman Kevin, and he can't wait to yeah, see Kevin, St. Louis. Kevin thinks we're the the bee's knees, baby. He's, we are he's the bee's totally knees. into he, having he, us on the field. He feel, he Why just, is she still talking? He just wants us to be on the field. That's what he wants. Um, yeah. No, Kevin and the crew, you know, uh, um, with all the chaos that, you know, it goes into putting on those games, you know, o- overall, really, it was well done. Well, it any was, part that Kevin and his crew have to do with is going to be well done. Yeah, the U.S. The Anything US help, that he everything. doesn't have direct impact with, sure, could probably could fall be. by the wayside. True, that's very true. And 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 so it was great to have all these throwers on the field. 
there wasn't huge crowds necessarily mm-hmm. because it wasn't the normal Inverness Highland Games right. time frame. It wasn't frame. attached to an actual piping, so, dancing. So you games. only got a little bit of people in there. There's not very big crowds. But right. other than that, it was great. But but everybody wants to hear about the great Caber debacle of 2014. Indeed. Okay, so I don't even know where to start with this, but here's the deal. One, fucked. one would think that in the World Championships in Inverness, for the normal competition, they would have taken the Inverness Club's cabers that they use every year for their uh, games that is in, I believe, late June or early July. It's mm-hmm. in July. And they would have used those cabers. They're seasoned cabers, right? They're yeah. hardened, they're well-honed, they're you know prepped, all of that. And they've got various sizes. They're made for Scottish games. Made for Scottish games. And the Scots do definitely have, uh, I was talking with Anthony Lordy about this, the Scots definitely have a bit of a proclivity to have as big a caber as possible. They honestly don't care. Even when it comes in, to big wood, Anthony Lordy is an official. That's right. They it it wouldn't be that they they don't really care if anything's turned it, it, even in the pros or the or the A's if if the, if the caber's too big and no one turns it then they don't care as lo- they'll score the percentage on the angle. Well, it's like a strength event to them. I mean, it's like a stone challenge. If exactly. you lift the stone, great. If you don't lift the stone, exactly, big deal. Exactly. So, so did we have those great cabers? Oh no, you didn't. No. No, because um, because of this world record Guinness attempt on the cabers that was going to happen late in the day and Sunday. You mean the AKA Circus Sideshow? Yes. Um, they had uh, Dave Garman, who formerly SAAA president, uh, formerly of California, now lives in Scotland. Okay. Jesus he had the caber responsibility. They gave him the responsibility and paid him to make cabers. And okay. from what I understand, they paid him a lot of money. I have no idea exactly what they paid him, but I'm sure it wasn't inexpensive. No, it was expensive. So, and and he and his partner have some property, and so they've got some forest land, and he had some trees that he was able to knock down, or, as I understand it, just take the ones that were rotten off the ground and carve them up and call them a caber and yeah. throw them out on the field. You know, I saw a picture of some of those cabers. <laughs> Not only did they look wet, some of them were so crooked, there's no way you could even judge a 12 o'clock on them. Yes, there's no be- fucking because way. Because they'd bounce. Okay, so first of all, you've had all year to prepare for this. Right. Okay? So here's the first part of the debacle. You've had all year to prepare for this, right? Even if they decided a little bit late in the year, you still got multiple months to prepare for this, yeah. right? Yeah. These cabers that were for the competition, I'm not talking about the world record thing, which are just smaller cabers, a bunch of them so that everybody can turn them at the same time. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the competition cabers for the world championships in fucking Scotland. Mm-hmm. These cabers are wet. They are whippy because they have not been cured. They're not dry. They are wet. In the morning, didn't matter. In the morning, you know, there's a little bit of dew on the caber. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you will take a towel and wipe it down, right? So I take the towel. I'm down on this caber. It's uh, about a... 17 foot caber weighs about 110 pounds i it stood up i take my towel i'm wiping it down getting it down towards the bottom and i throw my towel to the side and as i go down to get close to the pick big daddy Mm -hmm. the caber is sweating water it is the water is oozing out of the bottom of this caber and tacky and water they don't bad. mix. Do not mix. I'm surprised a squirrel didn't pop out and oh, bite you in the ear. My God. Okay, so so these cabers are wet. They're whippy. 
They've not been cured. They've not been prepped. They're not straight. The first thing is they've been cut with a chainsaw. Now, they weren't taken and... And again, I'm not talking the world records where you want a ton of cabers, 100 plus cabers that you've got to whip out quick. Let's just refer to the world record as pixie sticks. I'm talking about the championship cabers. Right. A chainsaw was used to get the bark off of them. As opposed to a draw knife. As opposed to a draw knife. Which is what most people use to make cabers. Right. The And so the top, the top part of them are very rough. Mm-hmm. Very rough. The bottom part have been had a planer put on them to smooth them out a bit. But at one point, I literally saw a judge take a rasp hand file to rasp the bottom of it to get the bottom where you hold it mm-hmm. um, rounded. Because some of them had been cut such that when you put it in your hand, it starts spinning because it's not round on the bottom. Well, and there were splinters and stuff, too, because, like, my class caber was splintery on your neck. Not good. Okay, so then, Big Daddy, here's the other thing. So, as people do, you want to advertise on the caber a bit. And so, sometimes people burn in a name or a lettering or something like that or right. even put a big sticker on it or, or whatever. paint on it. Paint. Painting, whatever, right? Can't paint so, on a wedge stick, though. So, on these cabers is Inverness. Okay? Hmm? In honor of the city. In honor of the city. And it is put into the caber at the top using a chainsaw. A chainsaw. Which, okay, as long as you're being careful, that could probably happen, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, big capital letters, I, N, all that. Yeah. Okay, no. The letters are literally somewhere between an inch and a half to three inches deep. Into the wood. Into the wood. <laughs> into the core of the wood. Wow. In this lettering, Inverness, all the way down probably about you know, the first third to half of the caber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so then we start So turning. basically totally messing up the integrity of the entire stick. Exactly, Yeah. exactly. So we got wet cabers. Right. We got whippy cabers because they have not been cured. Splintery. They're not prepared in any way. They're splintery. Um, so there's literally normal taper, giant hunk built out of it, <laughs> then more taper in the bottom. It sounds like the perfect storm of broken sticks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so, everybody starts turning them. Right. Trying to turn. Uh, and I happen to be in the classes that are in the morning. Right. My personal class, first first round, caber, we finish. Mm-hmm. Second round, begin the begin the round, about two guys into it, caber snaps. Mm-hmm. Get another caber, start over again, get about six into it, caber snaps. <laughs> start again. Second round, get through, into the third, caber snaps. Right. So now we're... So the guys who threw before the caber snapped have to throw again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of my... I, I, I stood that baby straight up. Really nice pointer for me. It was a good scorer for me. Didn't count because they snapped it after I got done. <laughs> so then... Um, other classes, Max Sattler's class. Mm-hmm. Yes, the forty, the the forty to forty-five. The, yep, flight two. Right. Guess how many cabers they snapped in their flight alone. I don't know how many. Six. Wow. Six, fucking cabers. That's amazing. It's fucked. That's amazing. It was it was absolutely crazy. the The number of <clears throat> they started chewing into the other cabers. There was nothing there. So then by the Sunday, where there was several classes who finished the events, mm-hmm. some of the most important ones, the guys in the 40 class that are um, 
in the top rankings, right? right. So that first flight, they're doing Caber on the last day. So yeah. we're talking Mark Wechter, Michael Dickens, Chad Olam, yeah. right? All those guys. The guys who are you know, going to take top five. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So they get so luckily someone decides to go to a neighboring crew to get cabers brought in to borrow them they bring in cabers from another games mm. to put on the field so that they've got sticks that won't die yep and they do so and they last just fine they're beautifully cured strong straight what you would expect <laughs> cabers well let me let me ask you this oh my gosh um, did anybody take accountability for this uh, debacle? No. No accountability whatsoever? No. no. In fact, there was a post on Facebook that Roger Saunders told me about that was hilarious where um, Garmin basically was putting his fingers in his ears and going, la, 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 I'm not listening, la, 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 la. He did that a lot as president of the SAA <laughs> as well, from I remember. I'm telling you what. I guess I'm sure he means well. I'm just saying it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can tell you what. I predicted this before it happened. Yes. I warned the athletic director that it was not a good idea mm-hmm. to let him get involved. Mm-hmm. And I was basically berated by them, you know, and they, they said I was full of crap and blah, 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 blah. And you know what I have to say to you guys? Jerry Reynolds, Dave Garman. <laughs> I fucking said it. You proved me right. <laughs> Fuck off. I tell was, you what. It was pretty bad. It was The only thing I can say is, you know, thank God nobody got hurt. It's true. During the events. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God that everybody was, you know, safe. And none of those cavers snapped and hurt somebody. True. Very true. Very so. true. Now, on the on the world record, as per, people probably heard about You don't about even online. want to talk about it. I don't even want to give it. I don't want to give it a. Oh, you don't want to even talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. That's fine. I I didn't participate anyway. Those who did, I'm okay with it. The people who participated, congratulations. Everyone else, you know, anything had anything to do with it. I don't even want to talk about it. All right. Yep. All righty. Well, that then ends the segment. Really sweet. Yes. Uh, I'm really sorry you weren't there with me, Big Daddy. I can't. I can't wait to go back to Scotland with you and throw at some point. You know, I'm sorry I missed it. it. You know, I was in Kelso. Yes. When you guys were there. Of course, it was the last game of the season for me. And, you know, there was a – whether I was going to do it or not do it, a lot of people were wondering if I was going to do it. And, you know, I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it because it's the last game of the season. Yep. And, um, you know, my family is there because, you know, Angie's mom and that, they run the meat pie establishment. Yep. And I thought, you know, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. I didn't do team day. But I will say this. All of my friends who were at the Kelso games – all the guys that were there, all the ladies that were there, you know, the people that were there, uh, Jim James Gorley, the guy who uh, basically kind of helps run the place, uh, and all the other cast of characters. They were very nice. They knew that I was missing all my friends because they were all doing the World Masters. They were very accommodating. They, they helped me have a good time. I had a, I had a fantastic time with, with everybody. Uh, one of my good friends showed up that I hadn't, I hadn't thrown with in years, uh, Corey Shy. And it turned out to be a pretty good day. So um, while, yes, I missed you guys the entire time and, you know, would have rather had you guys on the field with us, um, you know, it, it, it went off. It went off okay. So, you know, people would say, well, are you jealous? Do you envy them? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not jealous. I don't envy them. I'm glad that my friends are going over there and having a good time. I was very happy for you guys. I was glad that you got to do it. Would I have liked to go? Sure. You know, but, you know, with the new house and all that stuff that we bought and all that, there's so much work to be done and, you know, yep. so much money 
that really the trade-off wasn't that bad. Yeah, everybody you know? understood. And thinking about, you know, thinking about it, I'm, I got to be honest with you. When I do go to Scotland, I don't want to go under those circumstances. I want to go under circumstances where, where my wife and I are close friends, you guys, right? right? Yep. Uh, in a small group setting, going to games in June or July when they right. have all the various we can real hit, like, Highland yeah. games. We can, hit, like, we can hit like four in yeah. a two-week period. You could, hit, you could five. Kel Mulray hit nine in, in uh, yep. 13 days. Yep. You Bingo. know, so we're gonna let Haas drive, though. Now we haven't. That's what I'm looking forward to. We have not uh, given you your prizes yet, but I'm going to tell you about one of them. Ah, right now. Okay. 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 We were there the week after the Bremer games. Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the Bremer games were the week before we arrived. They are. They and are. people not like Roger, week, like Roger Saunders, and the crew were days. there. Okay. Did they throw? No, but they watched. Oh, cool. I went to Bremer. We purposefully on our way to Inverness up through from Glasgow decided to go through the forest and get to Bremer I wanted to see it mm-hmm. we found the town we went to the town lovely little town in Bremer right we found the field they were still taking down all the staging and everything else but they have permanent um, permanent uh, uh, seating that's right. always there and it's a beautiful little they said it was a really small field but it's perfect size it's a great venue to throw well, well, the pictures look really it's big. absolutely amazing if it was just throwing it's a perfect size field but this is an entire highland games with dancing and piping and stuff too so it's a small field for a, an all we care game. about is the heavy events the pipers can be on the side the dancers can be back in the tent they should be where they belong yeah in their little pens so i went on that field I took LBD, as you saw. I took oh, some pictures. Yeah, I laid on the grass. I found a fork that was there that wanted to be thrown. Oh, yeah. Yes? Yeah, I saw that. I Great picture. took grass Ooh. from the field. You did. I put it in a baggie. <laughs> I brought it back so that you can have some grass that is from don't, the don't Braemar field. That is the most awesome gesture in the entire world. And you can then take a little, a little leaflet of grass chew on it before a game and feel the power of Bramer coursing through your big daddy body. And you better believe I will. It you was, will. It was greatness. It I'm was glad greatness. you guys didn't get busted. Somebody thinking you're bringing back some dope. Nope. Nope. I brought it back. Cool. I can't wait to see it and smell it and taste it. Okay, let's get out to the next segment. Thank you, segment. my awesome friends. You bet, baby. Out to the next segment. Out. We'll make spears. Hundreds of them. Long spears, twice as long as a man. Not long. Right. Some men are longer than others. Your mother been telling you stories about me again. Maybe not, <laughs> We have to start recording. Will you quit? You're just jealous because you you want me to be eating your nuts. I don't. You know? I don't want you eating any nuts. You're I'm not helping Annie. Fucking starving, and I will eat as many nuts as I want to. Okay. She's never going to be the same after this interview. We might not have either. Ken had stayed behind after Isla excused herself, explaining she was tired and wanted a bath. Truth be told, she had had enough of the festivities for the evening. It had taken, lo- it hadn't taken long for Ken to grow bored with the revelry as well. After she'd left the great hall, all other conversations were a blur. He'd only thought about her, about Isla. He'd even drowned a couple of tankards of ale to make himself drowsy so he could sleep that night. But as he lay in his bed, 
All he could think about was how wonderful it would be to gaze upon her naked body. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey now. Hey. We're getting to the part I like. Pass the Vaseline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, welcome back, Fork Talk. We are into our next segment, and that segment is an interview. With and the interview just kicked off yes, in a did. big way. Now let me wipe the sweat from my brow as I uh, go ahead and uh, announce who we're we're talking to here. She had me at tankards. <laughs> <laughs> she had me at Ken. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, we always like to get good guests, and of course today we've got one of our. our I think it's going to be one of our very favorites because. It's not your normal pro thrower that just bores the shit out of you. Right. No offense, Ryan Vieira. <laughs> but we have uh, seven. She's She's been published seven times. She has, uh, she's a two-time, two-time breast cancer survivor. Wow. Yeah. And all the way from Columbia, is it Columbus or Columbia? Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina. I'm sorry, Columbus, whatever. Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina. We got Annie Marshall. What? What? Author. <laughs> Welcome to Fork Talk. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Thanks for being had on our little <laughs> podcast. So, um, Annie, when Jay told me that you were going to be joining us, I was super excited because, as he said, this is a unique type of interview. Um, not you are a thrower as well, right? Yes, I am. Fantastic. I have been throwing for about a year. Okay, a newbie, excellent. And how are you? How are you finding it? I am having a blast. I have um, being a breast cancer survivor. I have spent uh, a good portion of this year trying to rebuild a lot of my muscles and. Um, be able to make myself healthier and um, to be throwing at where I am now, which I consider myself a mediocre thrower compared to a lot of the other um, throwers that have been for a while. But um, compared to where I had started, you know, I'm doing really good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's real awesome. Now, you sound like you are not yet in the master's class. Is that true? Oh, darling. <laughs> Bless your heart. Huh? I am in the master's class, honey. All right, very good. Yeah, she's. Uh, she may not look like she's in the master's class, but she's. Uh, she can throw in a master's class. Fantastic. Yeah. And how yeah. did you get into? So first of all, tell us a little bit about the type of books you've written. You've written f seven books. I think we already well, figured that um, out. There are there are four that are actually in publication, and I'm working on several others. So that's probably where Jay got that. Um, got that number okay but um we um let's see they are scottish time travel romance so for all of those that are familiar with the diana gabaldon books with the outlander series that stars has put uh on right. um, they're kind of like that except um all of my heroines in my book instead of um being you know nurses or, or whatever like you know diana gabaldon has um they are all uh, modern-day uh, warriors in their own right. They're in the Army. Huh. And they are, um, at some point in time, propelled to go back to um, even further back than the Jacobite uh, uprising. They uh, go back to the days of uh, William Wallace and Robert the Bruce. Huh. Wow. And they, yeah, they Yeah, they meet um, their mate, 
there um, and um, whatever their um, did you say they their, meet the, wait a minute did you say they meet their mate there their would mate, you just shut yeah. up and let her talk oh, I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify <laughs> their, yes, ma- their, their, their mate their their honey their man in a kilt whatever There's, you want to call their soulmate <laughs> ah, we, their, their love bunny wait, wait a minute yes. but, but are your are, um, are your characters primarily women who are going back in time uh, most most of the time, it is the women going back. However, the couple of books uh, from where we are or where I am now in writing, um, the the Highlander is going to come forward to uh, find her. So uh-huh. you know, it, it it it's going to be a little bit of a twist. You know, I don't want my readers to get bored with the same. You know, repetitive. You know, every single book is going to be the same. She gets into some sort of peril. She goes back in time. She finds him. He finds her. Whatever, and then they go on from there. Um, I want to make sure that you know my readers are still interested when it gets to the point that the thirteenth book is getting ready to be published. Wow! So basically, it's like uh, the Scottish version. It's like Fifty Shades of Tartan Plaid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Fifty Shades of Plaid. <laughs> and then he ripped well, the carton from her body and pulled her yeah. blouse apart. <laughs> well, it's not quite that steamy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll write, I'll write one of those and you can go ahead and, play and get that published for me. Well, if she ever has writer's block, as sometimes writers do, no. all she needs to do is talk with you a little bit and you'll get her right back on a tawdry path. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could probably do that. <laughs> You know, speaking of oh, mercy. <laughs> speaking of writing, you know, I'm a bit of a writer myself. Are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just letters and such, you know. You, well, you do really nice work on bathroom walls. Oh, I've yeah, heard. yeah. I put your number on a bathroom wall so many times that <laughs> your phone rings off the hook 24-7. Uh-huh. But, uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I've been dabbling a little bit in the old writing myself there, and I, I got, a, I got a, the perfect idea. I'm going to make a lot of money. Okay. All right. How are you going to do that? Annie, you're going to help me because you're going to hook me up with your publisher, okay? Uh, <laughs> so. I will, I will let Pamela know, okay? What, let's what, you know, hear what you have to say. All right, you let Pamela know this because uh, we're going to be on Oprah and I'm going to be on Oprah's book club and we're going to make a lot of money. And this is how it's going <laughs> to work. Right. I'm going to write a book. It's called All Men Are Assholes, okay? Oh. And I'm going to write about just what a bunch of creeps men are. And Told how from just, first person, of course. Are you done? <laughs> this is my book. <laughs> anyway, ignore him, Annie. So it's all going to be about how ass, a bunch of assholes men are, how we suck, how we just use and abuse women, right, all that stuff. And on the back cover, I'm going to have a picture of me taken in this gay-looking turtleneck, no offense, Anthony Lordy, with a pipe in my mouth and a, like a, you know, just a, just a shit-eating, you know, gay-ass grin on my face, right? Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to be on Oprah. I'm going to make millions of dollars off that book. After that happens, I'm going to write the book two, okay? Book two is after I've made millions, right? Okay. Be like, mm-hmm. fuck you, women. I screwed you all over on my first book. I don't don't believe a word of what I wrote. And on the back, it's going to have a big picture of me flipping everybody off. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> so I'll make millions off of that one, too, because, of course, the guys will all buy it. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, the guys will all. So buy back it. to uh, so back to Annie. Um, yeah, yeah. Annie, what was the name? What was the title of your first book? The title of my first book was a um, 
her Highland Destiny, and it is actually a short story. Okay. Um, and then uh, the second in because it's all a series, uh, the Warriors of Destiny series. Oh, ooh, the Warriors, Warriors of, of Destiny. Destiny series. Warriors of Destiny, yeah. Very nice. Because um, we all know that the Stone of Destiny, the Stone of Scone, uh, is uh, a huge part of the Scottish um, Scottish heritage. Yeah. So I wanted to, you know, incorporate that into the books as well. So at some point in time, you know, our beloved Stone of Destiny will show up. And uh, Cool. Hmm. See, she's yeah. foreshadowing even now on what I might read well, when exactly, I get in the future episodes. Exactly. That's fantastic. And do you have, um, have you had a single um, artist do your renderings for like the front of the book covers? Are these like, are they are they kind of overdone, you know, bare-chested? Well, of course they're bare-chested. Have you not looked at the damn... my readers want to see. I'm looking, I'm looking <laughs> at her island... I'm, I'm, I'm liking at her island Apparently. destiny right now, and it's uh, it's got looks like Edinburgh Castle up on the on the yeah yes it does on um, the upper I, left. Um, being with a small publishing house, um, we have to wear a lot of hats. So not only am I one of their best-selling and award-winning <laughs> authors, I am also their photographer. So all those beautiful men that you see on those covers i get to take photographs you've met of. personally nice. yeah there's a there's a yeah. there's a there's a young lad uh, no shirt with a, a traditional kilt where the wrap goes up over the shoulder um mm -hmm. and he's you know slightly flexing he looks though like a lightweight not looks like a lightweight yeah, thrower. Not, that's not, not a well, yes he he would he would be um compared yes. to a lot of our highland athletes <laughs> But um, his name is Julian, and he is really a super sweet guy, and he's a wonderful, wonderful model. Wonderful I guess it probably model. wouldn't sell as well if it, you had just a proper barrel-chested Viking beast from the well, throwing community know, on the front cover. Hey, hold market. on here. You'd be, you'd be surprised at how many, pe yes, how many you know, women actually would rather see a big barrel-chested, bald-headed, uh, goatee-wearing, cigar-smoking. Are you not going to oh, stop interrupting me? You know, Remember I what? I, hang on, Annie, 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 like Annie. I'm sorry. Yes. Hang on. I got to stop this for one second. You <laughs> gave her the goddamn microphone. I told you this was going to be a problem. Now she's got it, and it's like we'd created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I w I would like to hear Annie read a little bit more. Maybe something a little uh, steamy. A little steamy. Actually, I'd like that. I'd like to sure? wait till the movie comes out. I yeah, the movie would be. Uh, yeah, Jay, yeah, Jay's not actually going to read any of your work. One, because he's not quite there on his reading abilities. But two, yeah. he likes to wait for the movie. I love the movie. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, we'll we'll have this discussion later. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, do, do you have a little? Do you have another selection that you could read for us? A little, give us um, a little another can, taste. Well, I can kind of. Uh, or continue where you here. were. You know, uh, yeah. What, what's Ken doing um, in the old bed there? Okay, uh, let's see, where was I? I think we were, um, he Kid. was obsessing about being able to gaze upon her naked body. Again. Yes. Yep. And then he reached, he reached uh, over on a nightstand and picked a gigantic jar of Vaseline. That was, <laughs> in, that, 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 that was in her first draft, no, and she got rid no, of that. No, no. That well, was in the first oh, draft. They didn't have Vaseline back then. Okay, um, Eye of Newt Oil. 
we're <laughs> we're talking about the actual real deal Highlanders here. I don't think that they would have gone for something to take care of themselves. I think they would have gone and taken care of it personally. Oh, so they would have raped her? No, oh. I don't think they would have raped her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he rose from his bed and paced the floor. It was driving him insane. Uh, this hold she had on him, Christ. He exclaimed out loud as he pulled his trues on and walked across the dark corridor to her room. Kean mm. leaned his forehead against the outside of the door with both hands on either side of the wooden door frame, listening to Abby and Isla discuss things from that evening, anywhere from food to music to some of the other men in the hall. He knew he shouldn't be there. The last thing in the world this last needed was to have him chasing after her like a lad who had found his first love but he couldn't stay away from her. Hmm. He was half listening to Isla as Abby was, um, as Isla was giving Abby advice about Tomas. Tomas is Isla's, or is Abby's boyfriend. Hmm. Um, Thomas. <laughs> when Ken heard sloshing of water, that caught his attention. Oh, they're taking and a bath together. Uh, damn it, he thought she should have been done with her bath by now. Even though it was just Abby that was in there with her, he couldn't help but feel a pang of jealousy. Oh, he did. Heart. He wanted to be that yeah. loofah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, in his heart, he wanted to be the one assisting her in her back, not Abby. <laughs> Bingo. Slowly, he turned the door handle and quietly opened it to a dimly lit room. And he yelled, aha, I caught yeah, you. surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Near the, near the fireplace, he saw Isla with her eyes closed as she slowly slinked, tanked deeper into the tub. Hmm. Put your he hands above the table, Latrop. Yeah. Get your hands he above knew. the table. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Um. <laughs> He knew he should leave the room, but he couldn't pull himself away. The sound of her voice with the side of her bare flesh forced him to admit he had more feelings for her than just a fondness. Woo! Uh, he looked down and he said, hey. And uplifts the <laughs> kilt. I'm pointing north. <laughs> Very nice, Annie. That's good writing. It's uh, It rolls off the tongue. It's, yeah. It's, it, it's gripping. I'm sweating. Makes you want to read more. Yeah. Makes me want to go you jerk off. You want me to read more? No, no. Makes, <laughs> makes us want to read more, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, you go to Amazon.com. You can buy any one of her books. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Is that there the main place, Amazon? Yep. Probably. Excellent. Very good. This has been awesome. Yep. Yeah. I told you. I know. I told you. <laughs> so, hey, so let's, let's, we haven't touched on one thing. What's that? Um, who... You've been trained by some people, haven't you, back there uh, in uh, I South certainly Carolina? have. I have been trained by one of the world's best athletes, uh, Miss Adrienne Wilson and oh. her husband, Joe. Yeah, nice. Um, I met them um, in doing some research for one of my books, and um, they um, encouraged me to come out and, you know, just practice so I could get a better feel for how I was writing uh writing my characters as Highland athletes hmm. and um, as the months went on I, I was coming out you know a couple times a week and as the month went on it was getting closer to the Blairsville Georgia Highland Games and um, 
in in true fashion and in you know being very encouraging. Adrian uh, talked me into coming out and competing at least once, as mm-hmm. she had said. You know that way I would get that feel for it. Well, I did. I went out and competed and have not looked back since. I've enjoyed it immensely, and I hold Adrian and Joe in the highest regard and thank them from the bottom of my heart for showing me this. They're good people. Very cool. Yes, they are. Yep. Now, have you um, have you gotten to throw sheaf yet? I certainly have. And And do you love it? Uh, the chief and I have a love hate relationship. See, I'm only five foot two on a big hair day, so <laughs> me too. <laughs> it, you know, some of these height events can be a little bit challenging, but I am getting better and better each uh, each game. Uh, my which sounds so pitiful compared to everybody else's, but I have reached 17 feet with the chief. Oh, that's so. not pitiful. That's pretty damn good around here. Yeah, yeah, so you know we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. So do you uh, do you have a uh, fork of your own? I certainly do. You do, and really? uh, of course the question everybody is dying to hear the answer to is: Is it a two tine or a three tine? Darling, it is a three tine down huh. south where I am from. Woo-woo. We are only allowed to throw with. Is that right? Three damn right. Not allowed down here. Man, those damn rebels know it. They, know, right. they know. They know. They know what's going on, don't they? What's the name of your <laughs> fork? <laughs> what's the name of my fork? Yep. Uh, sadly, I have not named him yet. So oh, you I've better. Got to figure yeah, you better. You yeah. better. Yeah. It's important. So you have to have an Maybe open I'll, communication. Maybe I'll name it Big Daddy O'Neill after a while when it starts pissing me off. <laughs> Good call. You and everybody else would be a lot of forks. There'd be a lot of forks named that. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll be about naming mine that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, Annie. If into your future episodes of the series, if you really want to get your uh, readers hooked and excited, there should definitely be. Um, you know, a um, lusty woodsman in the Scottish uh, Highlands who happens to have a pitchfork and is practicing sheaf Ooh. while she looks on as he's, you know, <laughs> dripping with sweat and his muscles are bulging. And you're getting me hot, huh? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I need to. You I need to right go. There, big daddy. <laughs> I may need to go to the bathroom for a second. Hang on, everybody. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, um, in the, the one book that I have done the research for that I am currently working on, you know, there just might be a, a few of you kind of guys running around. And, and um, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's, you know. Good call. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of women out there that will definitely respond to that. Oh, I'll bet there are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. If you've been in any Highland games around here, you know there's a whole group of groupies out there. Well, well, Annie, I can't thank you enough for being on Fork Talk. This has been, as you said, Big Daddy, one of the best Hi. interviews. You Most unique. We've never had someone like this on the no. show. Nope. It reminds all the Fork Talk nation that there is some wonderful people out there, all a part of the games. <clears throat> right? Annie's the kind of yep. person, as we always say, would we would we enjoy her in the beer garden? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, that's the thing about the Highland Games. And, and uh, you know, it's not just a bunch of meatheads throwing stuff. We always say that, you know, you got people from all different walks of life. You know, you got, you know, lawyers, doctors, you know, IT people, the whole nine yards. You got physicists, 
you know and authors you got authors you know i think mm-hmm. annie might be the only one i know of that's an actual author but you know um that's what that's what that's what's so cool about our community you absolutely know? so absolutely so i think uh i think yeah this was a this was a good uh a good choice to have her on I'm, I'm happy we did and i think our listeners will like her and i also think that her readers might actually want to hear her voice yeah you know well any i want you to report back uh we'll have you back on uh sometime later uh when you've got your next published book out and we'll talk about it and what's new with the uh highlanders and their um doctor who like back in time <laughs> goings to uh there are to, no partisans in my book <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna read this i'm gonna so read the good. books annie yeah, awesome. Candy Sprinkles is a huge reader, voracious. She uh, cranks through a lot of books, so she is going to enjoy it, I'm sure, and then she can report back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you, that'd be a pleasure. Thank <clears throat> you. Well, the good news is it's an internet book, so the pages won't be all stuck together when I get done with it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will say goodbye. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> thank you, Annie. Oh, thank you all. Bye-bye. Thanks, Annie. Thanks for, thanks for uh, being on our show. Take care of yourself. Uh, bye. Bye-bye now. Maren, would you like to come and ride with me on this fine evening? And that? You're out of your mind. Oh, it's good Scottish weather, madam. The rain is falling straight down. Oh, slightly to the side like. Alcohol. Necessity. Run <laughs> to feeling like myself. Oh, alcohol. I you don't know the words, do you? I still drink to your health. Oh, okay. It's the bare naked ladies, I'll baby. I'll take you off the shelf. I like me some bare naked ladies. And I did the week before. I discovered alcohol. That's my stage name, Al Kohal. Kohal. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, that is the end of the show. Yes, it is. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Thank you for listening. No, thank you for listening. Thanks again to our sponsors, Mattress Ranch. www.mattressranch.com. That's one word. Yes. And? Clevenger Sheaves, baby. That's right. Yes. Although I got to say, Jason, I love you, but I did tell Merle I need some lawless sheaves. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry, but that's what we're going to be throwing in the Masters Worlds at St. Louis, and I need to get used to that that bag. No, I totally get it, but uh, Clevenger, yeah, he's going to be mad at you. No, he won't. He'll he'll appreciate it. I would be. No, he will. He'll be okay. Okay. Hey, thanks for all the Facebook likes. We're up to 693. I want 700 by the time we get done. We're only 307 away from 1,000. I know, dude. That's awesome. We totally know 300 people. Oh, yeah. Between the two of us? Easy. The Fork Talk podcast comes out regularly. Twice a month. Hopefully. Questions or comments, yeah. email us at info at fork-talk.com or Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Yes, sirree. Until next time, may the fork be with you. You are the sheaf to my fork, Big Daddy. Slanchamore. Great health. Captain Quint, take it away. Hey, before he takes it away, Big yeah, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, talk to me, dude. Um, 
can we not be away so much? You know what? This was really hard, these two big events, Pleasanton and Scotland, being away from each other. Let's pinky swear. Pinky swear? That the okay. two of us will never be apart longer ever. than that again. Okay. Uh, agreed. Two, two major games. You know what else we need to do? What? We also need to find a game. Remember we, we said we were going to find a game that we never did and we're going to do it? Yes. We need to come up with a one, well, at least one of those games. Yes. Yep. I think so. so for this season. Yes. That's Even gonna, for the off season. It's going to be hard because yeah. there's so many people that would like us to come throw with them. Oh. And I, so many people I want to go throw in their games. Yeah. Whether it's the Buffalo Heavies or the guys in Texas yeah. or the Kansas City guys. Yep. Oh, it's going to be hard. It'll hard be hard to, to choose, but we can do it. Yeah. Maybe we can get two in. God, right. God willing. I think we do that. And the, and the creek don't rise. From your mouth to God's ears. From your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> All right, now, Captain Quint. Take it away, you drunken son of a bitch. <laughs> Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!